What's up, what's up, what's up, my people? Hey y'all, I'm Toby, and you're listening to Pleasure Principles presented by the Subcare Cafe. The Subcare Cafe is an experimental, artist-led space for self-care and self-discovery. We are a black, queer, artist-ran platform rooted in the artistic documentation of practices that seek to activate our healing, pleasure, joy, connection, and creativity. Our podcast, Pleasure Principles, hosts care-centered conversations around our art and self-discovery with world-building, visionary creatives like us. Hey, y'all. I hope you're doing well today. I'm feeling pretty good. It's Wednesday. I've had a beautiful and productive week. Um, I've been painting all this week and preparing for some new projects. Um, Just been loving all the new discoveries and possibilities that have been revealed this week through my practice. So feeling really good about that. Um, I had my sister over this evening and got to just spend some time with her and to cuddle and watch TV. Um, and I treated myself to a delicious infused salmon burger um, with mango salsa, and it was um, delicious. So, all around, I'm a happy camper. Okay, so I'm not going to lie. For this week, I was struggling a bit to figure out what I wanted this next episode to be about. Um, This month, my partner and I moved to a new city, actually my hometown where I'm from. I am back after 10 years, and I just keep saying that because I'm just like, oh my gosh. Um, Yeah, so basically with everything going on, it wasn't as seamless to, um, you know, get time to interview someone in time for this month's episode. But, you know, it's 2021. Um, We're in the future. I know I am. Let me speak for myself. (laughs) I hope you are too. And um, working on releasing unnecessary stress. Um, So I just released my worry and just let some ideas come to me. Because like I said, this year we're working on, working with ease, let me say that. Um, Working with ease, okay? Ease, alignment, and a clear mind. So once all that came, um, an idea popped in my head and we're gonna give it a go this time around. There's a few things in general with this podcast Um, that I want to accomplish, that we want to accomplish. And two of those goals being to have these POV, behind-the-scenes style conversations with working professional artists and creatives. Um, And the other is to educate and to provide tools for artistic development. This particular episode will be a stab at the latter, education and artistic development. I'll be reading an article about an amazing black woman, an elder, an artist whom I'm so inspired by, 
Um, she's beautiful and truly goes. A working artist has lived many lives and have had other careers outside of her art and approaching 80. We love to see it. So I'll be sprinkling in some of these, what I'm calling for now, study sessions with um, the current artist talks that we already have throughout the podcast. It's imperative that as artists, we have a dedicated practice to research and study and story tell and story observe or story listen. (laughs) And as a self-taught painter, listening, um, observing and practicing have become my school. This is my grad program. Um, And exposing myself to artists, especially my black artists, my queer artists, my loud artists, um, as Amber Abundance put it, unruly artists, those artists became and are becoming as I continue to expose myself to new artists or new to me artists, um, they become my mentors and my professors. So I wanted to bring some of that element I guess a little bit of my process to the podcast and to share some of the resources that I come across, articles that I enjoy. Um, We all know reading is fundamental, but (laughs) we also know that sometimes uh, it can be a challenge or maybe tough finding space to find time to sit down and read. So um, I see this as an offering, hopefully to bring some convenience to my busy artist out here. Um, Yeah, so I'm looking forward to it. The article isn't too long, um, but I think it was a dope conversation. In addition to the conversation and education, you know here at the Self Care Cafe, we're all about the care of the artist. So before we dive into the article, let's share a few breaths and center and prepare ourselves, shall we? If you're seated or able to sit um, just for a few minutes or a few few moments, a moment, (laughs) not a few moments, but a moment, go ahead and refresh your posture Check out your arms. Maybe reach them up over your head. Reaching towards the ceiling. Stretch your jaw and open your mouth as wide as you can. Mm. Reach your crown, the very tip, center of your head, all the way up towards the sun. And as you do this, create some space and begin to lengthen your spine. Again, just refreshing our posture, sitting up, an active posture. On the inhale, send your shoulders up towards your ears. Stretch them all the way up as high as you can. And on the exhale, go ahead and roll your shoulders gently back and slide them down the side of your body. If you're moving, no worries at all. 
uh, for this quick moment, just focus on your breath um, and bring your awareness deeply into whatever task that you're doing. So if you're washing dishes, take these breaths to focus and really bring your attention there. If you're cleaning up, if you're driving, um, if you're resting, if you're lying down, maybe you're painting, um, whatever you may be doing, you can tap in also. Well, inhale for four counts and exhale for four counts. And in total, we'll share five breaths together. Let's begin. our last breath, deep inhale, exhale, mm. man, the power of just five mindful breaths, um, I'm feeling good, okay, let's get into this article, Today's article is published by Veranda Magazine. I'm reading one of their online pieces. It is written by Carly Olson on June 15th, 2021. And it is titled, Artist Paula Whaley is changing the way we view art, one sculpture at a time. Artist Paula Whaley is changing the way we view art, one sculpture at a time. Nearly eight decades into her life, the Baltimore-based sculpture, sculptor and doll maker is inspiring the next generation of black artists with hope, connection, and peace, period. Paula Whaley, I hope I'm pronouncing that right, Whaley or Wally, age 77, is something of a late bloomer. The Baltimore-based sculptor and doll maker hasn't always identified as an artist and even struggled to envision life as an artist while she worked in fashion. But in 1987, she felt called to work with Clay as a way of healing after the death, death of her older brother, writer and activist, James Baldwin. Baldwin. <laughs> Sorry, I was just laughing at myself because I was like, come on, flex, and then end up messing up. My dear elder's name, let's run that back. But in 1987, she felt called to work with Clay as a way of healing after the death of her older brother, writer and activist, James Baldwin. Let's send some love up to our ancestor, James Baldwin. Whaley was extremely close with Jimmy, who encouraged her early on to make art and whose influence continues to shape 
her artwork, and life today. Today, Whaley is best known for her mixed media doll sculptures, no two exactly alike, formed with clay, wood, metal, fabric, and other materials. The close-eyed figures, don intricate, and textured garments offer deep expressive gestures, appearing at once a rest in motion. As embodiments of familial and ancestral memory, the pieces are emblematic of Whaley's own spiritual connection to those who have come before her. Here, Whaley opens up about coming into her own as an artist, what gives her hope for today and tomorrow, and what she wants to leave behind. I wish you all could see these photos. She's beautiful. She has a beautiful yellow head wrap on. It looks like she had her hair twisted and took some of the twist out. She has these beautiful kind of like curved earrings um, with like a blue detail. And then this beautiful, huge, chunky beaded necklace um, with orange and blue and some browns. And then down to the garment, I just see the top, so I'm thinking maybe she's wearing a top a, a shirt or a dress, but it's this beautiful kind of tie-dyed, um, painterly-like garment that she has on. It's really beautiful. So this is a conversation between the writer and Paula Whaley. So I'm going to start with Carly, and then the next will be Paula, and I'll just go back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. Carly, I know that you and your brother Jimmy were quite close. What did you learn from him that sticks with you today? Paula, it's about fear. Fear can paralyze you. And he always used to say, work on getting through or over your fear. When something is presented to you that you want, usually it's worth risking it all. I will be working on this forever. He believed in me in ways that I didn't see. He kept saying, I see you as an artist. I never saw that. I want to inspire because that's what he gave me. And anybody he was around, you could become hopeful if you had, if you had doubts. You could somehow get courage and move forward. Carly, are you hopeful right now? Paula, I'm kind of back and forth and in and out, but it's interesting. Even with the pandemic and in the midst of all this chaos and horror, I am still hopeful. I feel that things will never be the same again. It's a complete shift, and I think the younger people will be able to make that leap. You have to have a spiritual base. I've watched others come through things because they had something to fall back on. At some point, it's not all about you. Carly, how do you connect with God? Do you pray? Paula Whaley, oh yes, I meditate and I pray every day. It's the first thing that I do. Side note, actually this morning I meditated in honor or inspired by Miss um, Paula's practice. I was like, yes, I need to get back on my morning practice. going back to the conversation. It's the first thing that I do, and that's what my mother did. It was a ritual. I laugh sometimes because it's amazing 
the things that we didn't think that we would do, that we may have watched our parents do. But every day I do get up, I meditate, and I'm thankful for the gifts that I've been given. And I really spend a lot of time because of the work that I'm doing and want to continue thanking my ancestors. I literally pray to my ancestors. I was so pumped after reading that because that's a big part of my practice also. Carly, you told me that you also see your ancestors sometimes, is that right? Paula, yes, my father's sister at some point lived with us. I was close to her and she couldn't hear. We lived in a railroad tenement. She and I would be in the back of the apartment and when people knock, I would have to lead her to the door. She comes to me a lot because of the time going up and down this hall. It may sound crazy, but sometimes I feel that I get more in meditation when I call on my ancestors than I would, than I would get from someone here in the physical. Carly, I often hear people say that at the end of the day, all you have is yourself. What you're saying is the opposite of that. Paula, no, 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 no. I would never say all I have is myself. That would bother me or scare me truthfully. That's why when I'm talking to, other, to young people, I always say it's about you and your art, but it's also bigger than that. You need something other than yourself to connect with. Carly, has this year of working from home helped you remain connected to where you should be? Paula, definitely. It's interesting about this pandemic. It's all terrible and horrible, but I also think it's a wake up call. And I think that for some time, and I think that for some of us, I'm probably one of them. You're getting another chance to work on getting where you may want to be. I really, I'm really working towards my transition. I'm really working on that. I'm trying to get right for that. Carly, when you say transition, are you talking about death? How do you prepare? What do you want to leave behind? Paula, mm-hmm. Just a couple weeks ago, I started labeling certain things that people have given to me and certain things that I want to be buried with me. But what I want to leave behind and what I'm leaving behind is mainly the work that I've done. I hope that I will continue to inspire and give people a certain kind of peace. For me, it's about energy. And I want to have inspired the young people that I have been involved with. The next photo that comes up is a picture of Paula Whaley in her Baltimore work workspace at the Oneki Design Studio surrounded by her mixed media dolls. There's one in the left corner. Um, I can't tell the size, but it's, it's over a few feet. Um, it's a doll, so it's fig figural in a way. Um, the larger part, the part of the bottom part of the body is larger with these kind of, they kind of look like harem pants kind of, and the sculpture starts green at the top and then mixes with the black as it goes down. The pants 
or what I'm calling the, these harem kind of pants or scarecrow style pants are um, black all the way down. And she's sitting in that beautiful dress with her hands over her knee. She's on a white sofa with, it seems like another doll behind her. We just see the ends of it and some artwork up on the wall. It's not clear if this is her artwork or it's some that she's using to style her studio with. And then to the left corner next to her uh, bottom corner, there's a vase with some beautiful flowers. And in the back, you can see some other vases and sculptures and things. Carly, what self-work do you think is worthwhile? What should we let go of? Paula, it's interesting that you use the phrase letting go. It's been very interesting in this pandemic to watch people who have worked all their lives and acquired incredible things, but they cannot even stay in their homes. So who and what was it all about? Was it for you really? Because if it was for you, then you would be able to live with it. I think wherever you are, it should be your sanctuary. It should be a place that you can go to be, you can go, you can go to, sorry, and be alone and be okay and let it be well with your soul. Last question. Carly, what do you enjoy about your age? Paula, I breathe differently. It's a kind of freedom even sometimes feeling carefree. Sometimes a childlike feeling or spirit comes back. It's like I'm able to look or see or feel the child in me. I feel lighter. Paula Whaley was interviewed and photographed for Lift Every Voice in partnership with Lexis. Lift Every Voice records the wisdom and life experiences of the oldest generation of black Americans by connecting them with a new generation of black journalists. The oral history series is running across Hearst Magazine, newspaper, and television websites around, June around Juneteenth, 2021. Go to opradaily.com backslash Lift Every Voice for the whole portfolio. Turn inspiration into action. Consider donating to the National Association of Black Journalists. You can direct your dollars to scholarships and fellowships that support the educational and professional development of aspiring young journalists. Also support the National Caucus and Center on Black Aging dedicated to improving the quality of life of older African-Americans, NCCBA's educational programs, arm them with the tools they need to advocate for themselves. This article originally appeared in the July slash August 2021 issue of Veranda. The photography is by Nate Palmer and it is written by Carly Olson. Well, I hope that you all really enjoyed this article. 
I think some of my favorite parts were one, the visuals. So definitely look up this article if you have a moment to see um, Paula Whaley and her essence. Um, like I said, these photos are just breathtaking of her. So I loved that. I loved hearing her talk around the lessons her brother, James Baldwin, shared with her around moving through or over fear. We know fear is fake. We know fear is not of us. We know fear is not of blackness. It's not of black imagination. So when I find myself in those moments, I literally have to be like, girl, you black, we don't do fear. <laughs> we don't do fear, okay? We don't let illusions and falsehoods dictate our purpose um, and our communities. And I think maybe I say for my last point, what I really loved was hearing her talk around um, her ancestors and how she works with her ancestors personally and how that navigates her artistic process. Um, for those of you who know me personally or know about my art journey, um, I always say my art journey is very much my healing journey. Um, my art journey began with me making an, an intentional, intentional step towards healing myself, um, refreshing myself, balancing myself, letting go of things, letting go of lies, letting go of projections, um, finding out who I am outside of trauma, outside of being forced or pushed out of something, um, and finding myself as a queer person who uh, was told, you know, God won't be there for you. So connecting to a higher source, connecting to God and connecting to my ancestors, um, and then following that voice that said, hey, you, you're here for something, and you're running away from it, and I want you to spend some more time with that. Um, you know, being guided in that way has everything to do with where I am with my, where I am with my art today. Um, so thank you, Ms. Paula Whaley, for your work, for your legacy, for your words. Um, and I look forward to seeing what you all do. Um, please share with me what you enjoyed about this article. You can find us on Instagram at We Are Self Care Cafe, all spelled regular. Um, you can also email us at hello at theselfcarecafe.co. Thank you for tuning in. I hope that you have a great day, evening, wherever you're at. And I'll see you next month for August episode. Wow. I <laughs> can't believe that. This summer and spring has been flying. So... It's been awesome. Y'all have a good one, and we'll talk later. Peace.